So here we are, the end of 2022. So let's talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the future. From the Vault 319 recording room, this is the Tweakwool Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Jake Alexander, the voice in the void, the lone wolf, your favorite host with a list. And just let me say right off the bat, happy new year, because we will not be in the vault tomorrow. I will be out partying and hanging out so the kids can go over to grandma's house and hang out and me and the wife get to go do some fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, so happy new year. Let's get that right off the bat. Um, welcome to the final episode of not just the calendar year, but of this season before we go into the all new format starting next season. Uh, it's going to be a long layoff so I can get some stuff into place, get some equipment in here and we got a, and it's going to be all new, all new fun things coming down the pipe. I got, we're going to talk about that later. I'm going to lay it all out for you. Um, we got all a bunch of news we can go through. Uh, Willie's decided to show up and uh, we decided to talk about everything good and bad and ugly. Like I said, uh, from 2022, we can give you our top picks and talk about some of the highlights and the lowlights of the year. We have a ton of stuff for this episode. You just, let me just look at the runtime. This is going to be a long episode. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. So first thing up in the news, we're obviously going to talk about Avatar Way of Water. The movie just, it took just 14 days to cross a billion dollars. That makes it the fastest to a billion dollars this year. It's closing in on passing Maverick, uh, Top Gun Maverick for the absolute top spot for the year domestically and um, internationally at some point, uh, more than likely. Um, reviews are still severely mixed with critics and audiences with varying degrees of like, love, and loathe. Uh, personally, I like it. It's very nice to look at the cg is very on point but it's the same story as part one with a few more story beats that it, it, to me it doesn't really help drive the narrative it's not really all that different from part one but it's it, and it's definitely way way too long I, me i could have cut out maybe an hour and 15 minutes of unnecessary stuff that i think is unnecessary anyway and the movie would probably be exactly the same or maybe even better um should you see it if you haven't yeah go see it, it like i said it's very beautiful to look at that CGI is Mwah. it took you 10 years to make the movie Mr. Cameron it better it looked that good um I mean hey if you don't see it you can wait to come on DVD or hit the streaming site somewhere just but that's just me it, it's easy. um The Rock has finally broken his silence and he caught a bunch of backlash for it um so within all this shakeup within the WB with uh, WB Discovery and everything attached to you the rock finally came out and spoke about what's going to happen with black adam going forward um he's confirmed that black adam uh, after talking to james gunn uh, that black adam will not be in the first few chapters of the of how the dc is going to go forward um but that doesn't mean to me it doesn't mean he won't return at some point as black adam that's not saying i'm not playing black adam anymore the way that henry cavill said that i'm not playing superman anymore um i to me i think he'll come back as black adam as some 
it at some point down the line. Um, it's also reported that he turned down a cameo in Shazam 2. It was probably going to be the same type of cameo that uh, Henry Cavill pulled up for uh, pulled up for him in uh, Black Adam. Um, and from my perspective, that's not surprising because, you know, that would mean he isn't the, I mean, he, he, that mean he wouldn't be the focal point. And we all know in his mind he has to be the focal point. I mean, look at his ego. I mean, it's obviously that's what he has to be. Um, and with and when he when that news came out, uh, a lot of people are starting to uh, they're starting to suggest that it was the Rock that he kind of used Henry Cavill uh, and he fought only for Henry Cavill to be in that last little bit in order to make people want to go see the movie. Um, and he's catching a lot of backlash for it. Um, honestly, does that sound familiar to anybody? Because that's exactly what Tyrese and Vin Diesel said about The Rock, that he was kind of a diva uh, when he was on the sets of the Fast and Furious franchise movies that he was involved in. And if all of that turns out to be true, man, a whole lot of y'all people owe Tyrese and Vin Diesel an apology because when they came out and said that about The Rock, y'all turned on them and told them they were just jealous and y'all had The Rock's back. Look, I like The Rock too, but if the dude's going to be a diva, they ain't got no time for it. Uh, the DC shakeup, uh, though, with everything that's been going down ever since uh, ever since WB Discovery merged, um, all this stuff is now opening doors for other things to happen. Now, the big thing is obviously Henry Cavill is out of Superman, but the dominoes are still falling in his favor. Um, number one, Henry Cavill as is in talks to produce and star in a live-action Warhammer 40K adaptation. Now, if you don't know what adi- if you don't know what Warhammer 40K is. It's a miniature war game. It's beloved worldwide. It is the most popular miniature war game in the world. Um, the franchise includes the tabletop game, um, novels, and a video game expansion of, uh, of the lore. Um, if you're skeptical, considering that it's going to be an adaptation of a video game and tabletop game, to me, don't be. This is Henry Cavill's passion product. You, we all know he is an unabashed fanboy and super nerd, and he has vowed that if he gets this greenlit and he gets the go to do it he's going to put everything into developing the film without changing the lore or the feel or the look of the game itself he's just want to bring it into the movie world and to me that's a shot at the producers and the writers of the witcher no doubt because that was his biggest complaint about the witcher that they were changing so much about what everybody knew about the game and that was the biggest criticism of the show um that they had changed so much that it doesn't resemble the um the source material so and you know how Henry Cavill is. Everything he does, he puts his he puts his all into it. So let's see how it all turns out. Uh, another door opening for Henry Cavill is that he's being eyed by the MCU and Feige and Company to play Captain Britain. Now, Captain Captain Britain has already been teased at uh, uh, in the middle of Endgame uh, when Cap was uh, looking through the the window in the office and looking at Sharon Carter when she was on the phone. Um, she mentioned Braddock. She asked. She said, "Well, where's Braddock? I'm looking for him." Well, Braddock is Dr. Brian Braddock, a.k.a. Captain Britain. Um, but it could also be his twin, his twin sister, Betsy Braddock, who, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, who also uh, donned the, 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 the name Captain Britain down the line. Um, and when uh, Captain, when, I'm sorry, <laughs> she also took on the name of uh, Captain Britain down the line after Braddock decided to use the name Captain Avalon. Um, there's also a multiverse group called the Captain Britain Corps. I'm doing all the stuff off memory, folks. So you have to work with me. Um, and that, and if they're going to do that, then the Captain Britain core kind of fits because they're doing this whole multiverse saga coming soon. Um, I can see it. I can see him actually playing Captain Britain. Uh, 
uh, he originally gets his powers from Merlin the Magician and uh, Merlin's daughter Roma, who is an omniversal being, uh, after a motorcycle accident, if I remember correctly. Um, but there's no telling how they're going to adapt this story in for the film. Uh, hopefully, they keep the magical aspect, since Feige said uh, and uh, said a few times already that the whole multi whole multiverse saga of films will feature a crossover of magic and technology. And uh, if you don't know, Harry Cavill is British; he's not American. <laughs> Regardless of, I know a whole lot of people don't <laughs> don't uh, don't know that, but yeah, there it is. Um, there are other doors opening inside the MCU. Uh, tell me what you think of these. How about a return of Ultron? How about a return of the Human Torch? And how about a return of Tony Stark? And I mean by all the people who originally played them in the last few years. There are reports saying that Chris Evans, James Spader, and Robert Downey Jr. will return as their characters of Ultron, Human Torch, and Tony Stark, respectively, at some point. Um, if these pan out, I'll be elated. Uh, number one, I don't like the killing of villains in comic book movies. I always think you should keep the villains alive. You like keep them trapped or um, uh, defeat them to the point that they run away. And I always thought that Ultron would return at some point, uh, hopefully. And James Spader will come back doing his voice. James Spader doing Ultron's voice was fantastic. Chris Evans was really good as Johnny Storm, uh, the Human Torch. Um, he would be returning in Deadpool 3. Um, which Deadpool 3 is the first entry of Deadpool into the MCU. So, And there are a lot of other characters that they're trying to pull into that movie too. So it's going to be a complete mess, but it's Deadpool. It's supposed to be a complete mess. And um, let's be honest. We all want Robert Downey Jr. back as Tony, right? That's not even a discussion. We all want that. Um, but yeah, they're all supposed to return at some point uh, within this multiverse saga, more than likely uh, down the line for Secret Wars. Either way, I want to see all of them. <laughs> I want to see all of them doing these characters and I want to see them all playing these characters again. It'll be very, very fun. Um, there's a good chance that Amazon has just stolen Wednesday from Netflix. Yes, the show. Uh, it may be the case that, but MGM, MGM, uh, Metro Golden Meyer, they own the rights to Wednesday and they streamed it on Netflix. But recently, Amazon just bought MGM Studio and everything within their within their portfolio is now under the control of amazon um buying mgm just may happen just may uh get amazon the rights to stream wednesday on amazon prime and they just snatch it away from netflix especially with season two which hasn't officially been announced but i think everybody knows there's going to be a season two the show is just a massive hit um and and all this is going to depend on the language of the streaming deal set up before amazon purchased mgm or if maybe Netflix can strike a deal with Amazon to say, hey, we, we're keeping Wednesday, you get everything else. Um, as I see it personally, Wednesday, season two, it's going to wind up on Amazon. It, it, there's no way Amazon is going to just let such a gigantic property, uh, 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 such a popular property, just go back to Netflix when they now have it under their control or now within their grasp. Uh, we'll see what happens. And when I figure out exactly what happens when I get news, I will let you know. Um, if you like Harley Quinn, what do you think of her as a member of the Bat family? Well, this is a spoiler, so if you don't want to know this, skip ahead of like two or three minutes. I don't want to spoil this for you, but uh, in three, two, one, she is a member of the Bat family. It's obviously going to be temporary, but for right now, she is a member of the Bat family. Uh, the spinoff comic to her animated series, Harley, that's on uh, HBO Max. Uh, they have a comic book series following it. It's called Legions of Bats. And in Legions of Bats number three, which is out by now, which is out now, by the way, um, she has adopted the code name Red Bat. 
and her costume to me is the name itself is, is, is cool but the, her costume to me is a highlight because in grand harley style she's wearing one of catwoman's old cat suits that she's put on uh bat bat uh batman's logo all over and she has a shower curtain that is covered in batman's logo and it is the funniest looking costume but it is pure harley and the issue itself is out right now and i suggest you all go read it uh season four of harley quinn debuts in 2023 some point on hbo max so get that issue keep up with it and get ready for that show when it comes back um let me ask you a question would you like to see a reboot of smallville i personally would but the creators don't think it would be all that great of an idea um so miles millar and alfred goff they sat down for an interview with the hollywood reporter and talked about the possibility of rebooting it now that uh, uh peter saffron and uh james gunn is now running everything and they are they are fans of smallfield now the creators they're very reluctant to do a reboot because they believe that the cw classic is a little too dated and a little too flawed to survive in the current state of the DCU because the, the DCU focuses more on the comics and more on strict canon. And there was a lot within Smallville that's not out of the comics. The stuff they added in to make it more uh, palpable in that day and age. And even though it was really good, th that is the truth. A lot of it is not canon. And you have a lot of purists out here nowadays that would just shit all over <laughs> Smallville if they tried to do it now. Um, but that's good. To, honestly, that's good for uh smallville i would like smallville to stay the way it is and, and within my memory and it's also good for wednesday fans because miles millar and alfred, and, uh, alfred goff are the creators of that uh, that one and they can just focus on dealing with that property without any distractions so that's good uh, we're going to end the news today by saying rest in peace to the soccer star Pele. uh the brazilian soccer star passed away just this past thursday yesterday he passed at his home after battling cancer for more than a year um, Pele is known worldwide for his prowess in soccer and for being the youngest ever to play in a World Cup championship uh, series at the age of 17. That's how good he was, folks. And uh, he led Brazil to World Cup titles in 1958, 1962, and 1970. Even after he retired from World Cup play and was practically going to leave the sport altogether because he was feeling like he was too old and after a bunch of injuries, he wound up playing in the uh, United States uh, soccer league and winning a championship uh, with the New York team. I forgot what their uh, what their uh, uh, mascot was, but he wound up winning a championship with them. I want to say it was 1997. Um, it might have been 1997. I can't remember exactly, but I, I believe it was. And at one point, while playing with them, they paid him seven million dollars, which made him the highest paid um, uh, uh, professional sports team athlete in the world at that one point. Uh, crazy, right? People getting hundred hundred million dollar contracts now, and he got seven at that point. Um, he was named. Uh, Brazil has named him a national treasure years ago, and he was named athlete of the century in 1999 by the uh, International Olympic Committee. Honestly, the beautiful game, which is the nickname for soccer, has lost a beautiful player. It, it sucks because Pele was. When you start talking about the goat of all soccer, I mean not named just soccer, but the goat of all sports, people. Pele's name is always in that conversation if you know anything about sports. Pele was 82. Uh, I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about National Treasure. I don't hate reboots and I don't hate remakes. I know a lot of people do and it's completely understandable. But I've seen plenty of properties get reborn in some way and they were good. They remade Dune. It was phenomenal. They rebooted the Hulk for the MCU after Edward Norton and Eric Banner, and it's been good so far. 
reboots and remakes can work. So when I saw that Disney was rebooting the National Treasure franchise as a series, well, I was very much intrigued. Now, this National Treasure only returns two of the movie's cast to do it so far. Harvey Keitel as FBI agent Peter Sadusky and Justin Bartha as Riley Poole. But it does add star Catherine Zeta-Jones as villainous Billy Pierce. Now, I also said so far, only because we've only been given four episodes. But so far, it's good. There are styling and narrative cues that directly tie it to the films. You get a dose of nostalgia, but it still feels like it's its own thing. And it's good to see them expanding the treasure hunting universe to include the hidden wealth and riches of other countries before colonization. Where he had the where we had the Gates family before, close knitted in their search for treasure and redemption of their family name through the films. Here we follow Jess Valenzuela, a DACA dreamer, just trying to get by until she could actually become a US citizen and follow her dream of being an FBI agent. A chance meeting with Sadusky sends her on a treasure hunt that involves the hidden treasure of Montezuma and a secret society sworn to hide it that included her father, who is now long past. Much like the films, it all comes down to our hero's ability to see clues when no one else sees them and to solve them before the villain can take the loot. It's all a bunch of fun thus far. Now, I can see many reviews pointing out that the heroine is an undocumented Mexican immigrant and commenting on the whole woke quote unquote nature of the show. I can also see reviews smearing the show for the meekness and weak nature of her two male friends while her black female roommate is just as tough as she is. Before this series is over, it's going to get raked over the coals. Personally, I will hold judgment until the last episode airs. For now, I say watch it. Like I said, so far it's been real fun. And when it ends, we can come back and talk about every aspect of it. I'm going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to step out of the recording room and I'm going to go sit at the bar with my man, Will. And we're going to talk about the highlights and the lowlights of 2022. All right. So here we are. Like I said, at the top of the show, we're going to get into this talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly for the year. And of course, like I said, we have my man, Willie Willie say, what's up? What up, though? I'm, I'm the thank you for coming. Uh, you know, I always say thank you for coming whenever you come, but whenever you want to show up, oh, you can man, show you know, up. This is how we roll, man. That's the wolf pack. Um, how we do it. Yeah, I know. But, you know, early in the morning, early to bed, early to rise. Um, so let's just go through it. It shouldn't be this hard, but it, it is going to kind of be hard because, you know, we, we're, we're too. We're two knuckleheads when it comes to watching all this stuff. Listen, so, I'm telling uh, you, I, we had tried to narrow it down, but I got too many favorites. I'm just be honest with you. I got way too many, and I tried my best not to put them all on the on one the page, but now I, I literally have a whole page of stuff that I've been narrowing down left and right, left and right. And um, Okay, let's I, I just tell you what. Let's get right into it. Let's start with the, your top three movies, and you can go in order. Go from three to one. So what do you got at number three? All right. Well, the way that I end up deciding on this list, because there is a ton of movies that were great. And I won't go into that. But this is the way that I've narrowed my search down. Each one of these movies I liked so much. I actually went to the theater three times and seen each one of these movies. That's kind of what I that's kind of what I was thinking. I was each one I saw, because I didn't see them all in theaters. One, I actually sat at home and saw it on streaming. But I said to myself, if this was in theater, would I have gone and watched it at the theater? And would I have gone and saw it again? 
and the, all three of them are, are are exactly that. It's like okay, I, I did see this in the theater, and then I went back and saw the second and saw it the third time. The one that I didn't that's actually in in my top three, I saw it on streaming. I was like, yeah, I would have saw this at theater in the theater. I would have went back and saw this again because it was that to me it was that damn good. So uh, actually, yeah. I'll start off. So my number three, and I know this is going this this one to throw you off. My number three is Bullet Train. Bullet Train was excellent. I, I seen that twice. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I, not, I sat and watched Bullet Train. I seen it twice. Now, Bullet Train is the one that I sat at home and watched. Yeah, I watched Bullet Train because you told me to watch it. And I was going to go see it. In, I was going to see it anyway. And I was like, I don't have to go to the theater because it was showing at the theater. I was like, oh, it's right here on Netflix. Cool. I sit here and watch it. And I sat there and watched it. And I was like, Jesus. I was like, this movie is so damn good. And it, it might be my second all-time favorite Brad Pitt movie now. Yeah, but check that's this how out, good it was. Here's the funny thing about Bullet Train. Bullet Train goes hand in hand with another movie. And that's Sandra Bullock's Lost City. I, Have you I, seen that? Yes, and I didn't like Lost yeah, City. But they, it was the same actor. It was the same movie from a different angle. It was oh, crazy. I hated that movie so much. I'm not going to say I hated <laughs> it, was, it. It was just. It was the same movie. It was the same actors. It was. It was. It was. <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what I didn't like about why I didn't like Lost Train. I would have liked Lost Train. Lost City. Well, yeah, let me yeah, Lost City. I'm sorry. I would have liked Law. I would have liked Lost City a bit more if Old oh Boy wasn't in it. Who Daniel Radcliffe? No, uh, the the main dude. Uh, Who's Ch- uh, Channing Tatum? Yeah, Channing Tatum. I I don't know what it is about Channing Tatum. I just nothing he does. <laughs> Resonates with me whatsoever. You don't like Magic Mike. I don't know. Hell no, I don't like Magic Mike. What the hell am I gonna do liking Magic Mike? Yeah, no. you know, hey, you know, Magic Mike will never be on my top, my top. List, yeah, it, yeah, wouldn't even be in my top oh, one thousand. Shaking it at me. <laughs> no, right. um, but yeah, I, I just didn't like Lost City. But Bullet Train was excellent. No, Bullet Train was phenomenal. Yo, so what's old girl name? Um, the the the, the young girl. She was also in Princess. Yeah. Come on, I know you know her name. I'm trying to uh, think of it. Um, Joey King. Yes. Okay, so yeah. I'm in love with Joey King. That's just- I don't bl- I don't blame you. Yo. But not. I knew about Joey King long before because I told you to watch The Princess. I watched The Princess and I was like, like she's a bona fide action star. She needs to be in action movies, not not these little teeny bopper dramas that they've been putting her in. She was in, in um, Insidious. Yeah, but yeah. you know, it's like, but that's still kind of like a a, a, a teeny bopper movie, yeah. even though it's horror. Yeah. You know, it's it's aimed at that thing you know is aimed at that age group no she needed to be in she needs to be an action movie she's a bona fide action movie star it's yeah, it's her calling I, I bet i would i would beg i would i would bet that she probably did a, a handful of her own stunts in that movie you think so yeah i mean she's young i don't think they were just like no you can't do it she probably did some little fight choreography not well because but see the thing about it is is you know um a lot of stars they don't get to do their stunts because insurance. Yeah. The insurance company is like, okay, we insure you for the movie, so you know if you get hurt, this that another, you know, you you got medical insurance, you get coverage and all that. That's how they deal with it. And then some insurance companies when they had, when they do stars, they're like, well, you can't do but X amount of stunts or you can't do any, right? So like like I tell like I tell people all the time, people think I'm kidding. I'm like, The Rock does not do stunts. He doesn't do stunts. No, he's got two big stunt yeah, doubles. Yeah, he has two big guys doing stunt doubles because of the insurance company saying you're not allowed to yeah. because if you get hurt and we have to pay it, that's a ton of money we have to pay out. So they don't want to do it. So right. they say, well, you can't do stunts. There's a lot of guys like that. Vin Diesel does a lot of his stunts because they don't really consider 
you know, him a, a giant asset, which is terrible because as far as action movies go, Vin Diesel is up there to me. So, but yeah, a lot of guys don't do their own stunts. Well, talking about stunts, let me bring up my third movie. My third movie is uh, Top Gun Maverick. Now, I know you're not really big on that movie because you said that it was, it wasn't much of a stretch from the first movie. To me, it wasn't. To me, it was the exact same thing. It was the exact, yeah. <laughs> was the exact same but, thing. But, you know, I just feel like the movie, it didn't let me down. You know, it was like everything I wanted in a Top Gun flick. That's why, and, I, that's why I didn't hate it. That's why I was just like it was. It was. It was good. I sat there and I enjoyed it, and it, it was what it was. That's why I didn't love it though. Yeah, but see, we're talking about stunts. Tom Cruise gets away with so many stunts, and I have no idea how Tom Cruise gets away with the nonsense he does. Nonsense. Okay, so not only did he learn to fly those jets, because I remember before the movie came out, I was watching this interview with him, and he literally landed this huge, massive jet on this um, aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. Got out in a three-piece and walked right to the interview. I said, this dude is amazing. But he's getting ready to do all these crazy stunts. They say he just did, like, one of the craziest stunts ever for that new Mission Impossible movie that's getting ready to drop. Yeah, they, say, yeah, they said it's it's crazier than, like, I don't think people know what the last Mission Impossible what was. it Rogue Nation? Yeah, it was Rogue, the last one was Rogue Nation when he's on the side of the on building. The side of the plane. Yeah, no, no, on the side of the plane. That was, the like, a second or third one. But he's on the side of the building going, you know, with the suction cups and the, well, it's supposed to be the magnetic gloves or whatever that hold him up wherever. And he's going, and then he's free gripping it because the gloves start to not not to operate. It's actually him. And he's on this, you know, 80-story building in Dubai climbing across the glass. And I'm and, and like, like we just said, they don't allow certain people to do it. But considering how long Tom Cruise has been in Hollywood, how big of a star he is. Because when it comes to action movies, I would say Tom Cruise is at least in your top ten, at the very least. When it comes to action movies? Think about how many Mission Impossible movies. Well, yeah, movies when it comes to like movies, yeah, but action stars, nah, uh, nah. Yeah, you, you got to. You got, got, I mean, that's a whole different conversation. He got major movies, I get that. But you know, I'm, I'm a... Mixed martial artist. I, yeah, and I understand you know, that, but but you have to remember, uh, it's a difference between doing mix, mixed martial arts, which is a phenomenal thing unto itself. But then when you start talking about this dude is actually learning to fly jets, climbing across these buildings, <laughs> he's hanging, he's actually hanging on the side of a plane in the air. Yeah, he probably got a parachute, but he's actually outside the plane, hanging onto the side of it with a camera pointing in his right. face. Just to get realism into yeah, the movie. Yeah, that, that new movie that you're doing the uh the mission in uh Mission Impossible. I was watching some uh some uh, an interview with him. Well, you know, some behind the scenes footage really. Yeah. And he was riding this motorcycle off the side of a mountain. Yeah. And he said that he said they did it like almost a hundred times. He just kept doing it. Woom off the side of the mountain. Then do it again. Take mm-hmm. another off the side of the mountain. Then another take yeah. off the side of the mountain. He just kept doing this. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand how the, how they let him get away with it, but all these other stars can't get away with it. That's a whole different story. We, we you're number two. <laughs> number two. Uh, you'll probably be surprised. The Batman. No, I'm not surprised. I've, Fantastic I've, movie. It was, but I I I thought you probably would have thought that I would have put it at number one because, like I <laughs> like I like I said when we reviewed it, yeah. that movie was damn near perfect. It was everything Batman is supposed to be, even with all the foibles that Batman and Bruce Wayne puts himself through, not knowing anything because this is him at the beginning of his career. He doesn't know if he wants to even be Bruce Wayne anymore. He just wants to be the Batman. This is 
him at the genesis of the Batman. Yeah. Bruce Wayne was the mask. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Bruce Wayne is the mask, and he. It, the movie was damn near perfect. It was damn near perfect. Even the, the costumes in the movie, everything, were excellent. I mean, they weren't dramatic or super flashy and shiny. Yeah. You know, Batman's suit was like real combat gear, like something you could pick up in a surplus store. Which, which it was kind of funny. I heard a, I heard a guy talk down on the movie. He was like, "You see Batman's outfit?" I'm like, "Yeah, you do understand that this is Batman Year One." And I'm not, and I'm not saying that just to sound fancy with words. I'm trying to explain to him. I'm like, "That's literally the comic book title. This is him in the beginning. He doesn't have all the gear yet. It, that, that stuff doesn't exist. Yeah, he hasn't built it. He hasn't even met Lucius Fox yet. She yeah, had her uh, her." Her mask was what? It was like some pantyhose that were torn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was. You know what I'm saying? It yeah, was I was like, this is... I was very like, legit. Yeah, I was like, this is legit. This is how Batman should look at the beginning. Now, we get two to three movies in. Yes, then you get to the Batman that we've all... You know, the, the whole like Christian Bale type of thing. The Tumblr and stuff like that. Then, yeah, but this is him at the beginning. The movie was damn near perfect. I don't know how many times I can say that and mean it. That's why I put it... At, that's why I have it so high. Well, but clearly my favorite Batmobile ever. Oh that oh that Bat oh my god. <laughs> Batmobile was so rough. I tell you how I tell you how good I how much I like that Batmobile. There's a Lego set for the bat for that particular Batmobile that actually lights up, has a sound module for it and everything. It's a hundred bucks for mm-hmm. a Lego set. I was so close to buying it. Yeah, I, I was blame so you. close to buying I'd it. I've been staring at it, I think I would have cried over it. <laughs> <laughs> I was so close to buying it. I had to talk myself off the ledge. I was like, "Cause see if I buy this one, then I'm gonna have to turn around and buy this other one." And the other one was like two hundred bucks. Uh, because like, you don't want to sit up on yourself lonely. Yeah, I would have had. I would have had to buy something to go with it. So <laughs> it is what it is. What do you have at number two? Okay, so my number two is the Woman King. Really? Yes, the Woman King. And I know we had this talk because you were like, they were downplaying what you know really took place. Mm-hmm. And I get that, and I totally get that, but. Instead of trying to look at the movie for such the historical value that it had, I just really looked at the movie as the movie that was enjoyable. I really enjoyed uh, John Boyega's turn as that king. I mean, he was just awesome. Uh, and then uh, Viola Davis as, uh, what, what was her name in that movie? Um, Naniska. Yeah. I think that was her name. Something like that. Um, yeah, well, yeah N- Naniska. She was... I mean, the story was just fantastic. Her meeting up with her daughter, wanting revenge on the guy that raped her, the slave trade that was going down, how they were trying to bring an end to it, the, the violence in the movie, the fighting. It was just great. And then uh, they brought in your girl, because I know you're going to be upset with me when I say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, Lashana Lynch. Mm-hmm. They brought her in. She was one of the, the main characters. That was Azuki. I loved her in there. Yeah. But she was also in, uh, was that Die Another Day? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I still haven't seen that movie. Oh my god! What is, <laughs> what is your malfunction? I still haven't seen it, and I I say I'm going to see it because I know it's good. I've only watched up to the point where um like the bomb went off and he ended up you know trying to uh, what was it? It was in some kind of it was in right in the beginning. Yeah, right I mean, in the beginning yeah, before he got chased and he was on the motorcycle or whatnot. Yeah. yeah, that was that was it. That's as far as I got. If you like Daniel Craig. I'm asking you directly. Yeah, you Daniel Craig is, is awesome. If you like Daniel Craig as Bond, this is his best performance by far. Not even close. Every other Bond movie that he's done as Bond is fighting for second place to this one. He is that good as Bond in this one. 
the way he goes out as Bond in this one, it makes sense for the version that he's playing. Like I told everybody that you don't want to have James Bond be a woman, but if you can have 007, because the designation does pass from mm-hmm. person to person. Which comes in Lashana Lynch. Which comes in Lashana Lynch. I was, and then that that bit of comedy between everybody walking into a room and saying hello 007 and both of them looking up and saying hello at the same time. I was like <laughs> I was like this movie is great. I was like they are playing this shit so well. It it yeah, you got to watch. You need to sit down and watch that movie. I'm, I'm going to have to sit back and watch it. All right. All right. Your so, number 1 movie for this year. What was it? Okay. You probably won't be surprised. Now, I had a Just choice. Just don't say Thor, Love, and Thunder. I'm looking at it. No, it's definitely not Thor, Love, and Thunder. Definitely not Thor, Love, and Thunder. I promise you it's not Thor. Walking that. out. Uh, I had a lot of movies that I could have picked, number one. It was a lot. Like, a lot of offbeat movies, too, like The Bubble. Bubble was great. Pray. Ray was, I'm telling you, that one was right there was fantastic. so good. Fantastic. I could have. Uh, what was her name? Uh, 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 Thunder. name is right there on the tip of my tongue Which and one? I can't think of the, the chick that played in uh, Prey. She was also in that movie with Liam, uh, Liam yeah. Neeson the yeah. ice roll. Yeah, do not get me to that. I'm not going to remember her name. I got her face clear as day, but I'm not going to remember her name. Something Thunder. Yeah, but I know you're talking about Mid, Mid Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. Mid yeah. Thunder. She was that's a, that's a, that's a, that's, a, that's another young woman. Because I think like, you, you watched that joint not only in the English version, but also in the native tongue. Yeah, that they yeah, spoke. yeah, in the Native American. Yeah, it, to me, it's better in there in the native tongue. It's not. It's it's good in English, and you can obviously see that they're not speaking English. You know, you get that old kind of. But they're they do a, such a good job. You really, you really have to if you're not paying attention and just looking around, like trying to get the you know, setting and looking at everything else. You don't really tell that they're not actually talking English. Their lips are moving and but it's not it's just English coming out, even though they are actually speaking English. Mm-hmm. So we can both agree that Prey would be an honorable mention. Yeah. It was it was almost my number three. <laughs> I was I was close to pushing Batman out and putting Prey was Prey great. in. Great. That's how good that man Prey was so good. But yeah, like I said, Prey the bubble. But my number one movie this year and it wasn't even close when I actually thought about it when we talked about the topic. Mm. Everything, everywhere, all at once. You're not the only one who, who has thought that. A lot of people thought that movie was fantastic. I went into that movie, and I told you. When we, we, saw we, it, we, we saw it together. Yeah, we seen it together. I, I was like, I have no idea what this movie's going to be. The only thing I know is that it's Michelle Yeoh, and I love Michelle Yeoh. It's Jamie Lee Curtis. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I forgot the guy's actual name, but... Short Round is in it. You got to play Short Round in all the Indiana Jones movies. He's in it. I love him. I was like, okay, I'm just going in this with eyes open because everybody's talking about, oh, it's a, it's it's out there. Plus, it's A24. It's that studio. They've done a lot of stuff that I like, even though I didn't like, um, uh, what is the Green Knight all that much. Odd the, movie? Odd, very odd movie. odd movie. I understand where they were trying to go, but I think they did too much for, for that, just that one. But I was like, okay, I'm going into this with my eyes open. Let me see what we get. And I walked out of that movie. And the only thing I was thinking walking out of the movie was, okay, uh, the Doctor Strange movie has a lot to live up to because that's pretty much what they were doing. It's a multiverse movie where all these different versions of uh, everybody converge and cross over and it's a suspense at the same time. It's a comedy and at the same time it's about 
family and finding yourself and you know self you know self growth it's it's all these things thrown together and i i get that that's it that uh, doctor strange is a comic book movie and it's not going to have all those elements but i was like they're still telling a multiverse movie and doctor strange did not even come close to being as good as that as far no. as telling a as as far as telling multiverse, multiverse movie mm-hmm. no it's not even no. close everything no. everywhere all at once is the first time i would say in probably about 3 years where i was genuinely happy to be wrong about i was like i went to the movie not expecting it to be good yeah. and you know their budget but making that movie was, was like what? nothing. Like what? Twenty five million tops. Yeah, yeah, it was something stupid. And like they tripled that, quadrupled that. The, la- the, the yeah, the last, the last total over the um, the last total I remember was was one hundred and nine million. Uh, yeah, they went, they went one hundred and nine yeah. million. Like I said, they quadrupled what they, and then, and they were, they were surprised because that movie was only open in limited theaters. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. It. 109 million for a movie for most people they would say well that's not a lot of money it's a lot of money when you consider that it was only in it was less than a thousand theaters for its entire run matter of fact we went to that theater because it was the only one that was playing it around here yeah it was less than a thousand theaters nationwide here it was very few theaters in china and everywhere else so once you start talking about that you're talking about people who went and saw this movie went back and saw it twice three times Four times. To get a better understanding of it, certainly. Yeah. I watched it twice. I, I watched it in the theater with you and I watched it at home once. I watched it at home. I watched it at home twice. Because I kept looking at it and I would I would see other little things in it. I was like, oh man, that that makes the story so much better because now I understand that. I couldn't honestly get into it and I, I think I told you that right after we left. Yeah. Like this movie did I don't know. It was good, but it was a little out there. Um the one thing that I, I just wasn't feeling the hot dog fingers. <laughs> no, it wasn't even the hot dog fingers. Like I wasn't feeling that. But Jamie Lee Curtis was in there, so I, I bought it. You know what I'm saying? Like I get it. They were talking about these different worlds. There was just one world in particular that I was just not feeling, and that was the world where they turned into rocks. Because it seemed like they just dragged on a little too long. Like they're y'all rocks. But it's not that it's not that bad. They only really showed that what twice in the entire movie for a grand total of no, about no, five minutes. It was it's forever for me. <laughs> it was forever. What you got against rocks? Because you what you got against rocks? Because they were sliding across the ground. I said, man, this is like stop motion capture. I don't know. But and then then the other thing about that movie that was like I don't know. In order to plug into these different universe or or these this, to, to get their their minds to trigger. They kept trying to shove things up their butt. And I'm like, all right. And, and, and then the, the martial artists that they use for that movie were the same ones I watch on YouTube. Those guys are, are freaking amazing. Yeah. They do some amazing things. So props out to them. But I mean, they always kind of shove things up their butts. They were jumping off poles and balconies and landing on these, I don't even want to say it, but these uh, projectiles. Trying to shove them up their anuses, and I was like, "Nah, I'm good, bro." But other than that, the, the movie was fantastic. And like you said, as far as like the the multiverse angle, mm-hmm. they made Doctor Strange look like a preschooler. Yeah, it really did. And to do it with 
Like like we talked about before. With only a twenty five million dollar budget. Yeah, next to when it comes to movies, that's next to nothing. Nothing. I mean, I think that's with the actors being paid too. Yeah. <laughs> which is which that which that tells me. Because Jamie Lee Curtis should have got twenty five million on her own. On her own. Michelle Yeoh could have got twenty five million. Easily. So if you're telling me that this entire movie just just say thirty million dollars budget and that's including paying all the actors, that means everybody went in, read the script, was like, "Oh no, I got to be in this movie. I'll take a pay cut to be in this movie." <laughs> I love it. Right I here. love this movie. This movie is ridiculous and is right up my alley. It's something. Yeah. It was a passion project. That's what I think it is. It was a passion project, and people it grab people gravitated toward it more than any movie out this year. The, the concept because I fantastic. sure as hell did. The concept was fantastic. I couldn't wait to see it. I remember seeing the trailer for that movie. And I think once I seen the trailer, I was like, look, we got to go see this movie. Mm-hmm. And then we did it. And, and I remember you came out here and you were like, you really enjoyed it. And I was like, I don't know, man. You can miss me with that one. <laughs> you can miss but me I, on but that. I, I, I get it if a lot of people, if most people was like, nah, you know, it, it ain't my thing. I get it because it's a lot of, to say the least, a lot of weirdness in the movie. But for me, that weirdness was charming. It told a, a, it told a story. You know, it, it, it really linked to the story of them trying to tell, tell you that, okay, there are a million, trillion, in, this infinite number of, of versions of you everywhere. And they are all living their life. Mm-hmm. So here's the one version of you that's central to all of them. And you are a complete fuck up. What is your problem? <laughs> and it, 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 even the pinata version. Yeah, even better. the pinata version. It's like, and they're all looking at you. And it's like, you can do anything. You just have to just really just say to hell with this. Here's the one thing that I want, and I'm going to chase it regardless of what the hell is in front of me. Whatever's in front of me, I'm going to roll through it. I'm going to go over it. No more obstacles, no more excuses, no more nothing. And I, you don't get movies like that, right? And they actually told the story without, well, honestly, they actually told the story without pandering. They literally literally tried to it, it was almost like an after school special but it didn't feel like an after school special it was just them trying to tell you the story and and i to me i gravitated toward it yeah once, once the story began once the story began it, it was like a little slow and they were talking about um her daughter was coming back and trying to explain that she had a girlfriend or whatnot and they were talking about the laundry man but then all of a sudden left field. you see the camera and you see short round hopping around and going crazy and stuff like, hold on, where's this movie going? And it just took off from there, and it was wild after that. I, I wonder how I wonder how much training he did for it because he does a lot of action in it. He does a lot of the martial oh, yeah. arts. He was, that was my favorite part. Him and him and his fanny pack. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that's fanny you, pack. So all you pack. all you listeners, if you haven't seen <laughs> this movie, everything everywhere all at once. When Short Round pulls out the fanny pack. It's on and popping. Yeah, it's on. It's on. Get out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's him, his fanny pack versus the world. And you, your ass ain't going to win. He learned a couple of things from Indiana Jones. Let's just put it like that. Sure as hell did. All right, so what do you have at number one for the year? My number one, and I know you like this movie, might not be on your top, but was Ambulance. That, if we were doing the top ten, it would be in the top ten. It would probably be number ten. When that movie came out, I was on fire about that movie for so long. I actually went and seen it by myself. Loved it so much. I grabbed my wife, took her to the theater to watch it. 
She loved it. I loved it even more. I went and got my mother and took my mother to go watch it. I wanted everybody to see this movie. I did see it on your recommendation, and it was a phenomenal movie. The only, I, I, the only reason it, it didn't make my top three is because I just love the other ones more. But yeah, it was a phenomenal movie. It is a movie that that's definitely in the top ten. I, I honestly, by the t- if if you know all the nationwide critics that everybody know and listen to a hell of a lot more than they listen to me at this point, um, if they talked about top ten, I don't think Ambulance would be in it because it's they go on. Yeah, and and honestly, so when you talk about box office receipts, it didn't make a lot of money. No, like it only made fifty two million. That was it, and then it was gone. But that didn't stop it from being a good movie. Just because no. it didn't make a lot of money. It didn't no. stop it from being a good movie. You can make a ton of money and still be a bad movie. Huh. Hello, Black Adam. <laughs> I, I said what I said. Everybody's all pissed <laughs> off at me. I No. No. Black Adam was not a good movie. It was an okay yeah. movie. Same thing with uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder. That killed it at the box office. But now, as, uh, what's the name? Tiki Watika? Taika Watika. Yeah, he's getting a lot of backlash. He's getting a lot of heat for what he did to that movie. Oh, he getting more than you he know? getting more than just a little bit of backlash because so, now you have now you have Chris Hemsworth saying he's not doing another Thor movie unless they change his character. Uh, yeah, let, yeah, unless his character is unless it's like a, a wholesale change to his characterization. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you you can make a, a lot of money with a bad movie, or you can have a good movie that doesn't make a lot of money, and that's kind of what that was to me. And and the reason why I had to put that in my top ten is not because it was the best movie out there that I had seen. None of these movies were the best movies out there. I had seen. It was the fact that I went to the theater yeah. three times to watch these movies. I paid my own my price of admission. I was like, I'm going to go see that again. And again and again. That's just how I felt about these movies. And that's how, and that's why I had the Batman where I had the Batman. I I went to the theater at, into the movie theater by myself three times to see the Batman. And my wife went once. And then I went back and saw it a fourth time by myself. Again. <laughs> that's how much I liked that movie. Batman was cold. I loved Robert uh what was his um Robert Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. I was about to say Townsend for a moment there. Robert Pattinson. I love his take on, on Bruce Wayne. I, At, I was a little skeptical going in. Skeptical? No. Yeah. I was far beyond skeptical. Oh, I hated the idea of seeing Robert Pattinson, especially after he was wearing his daddy suit on the red carpet standing next to that beautiful woman. Yeah, with the, with the oversized <laughs> with the suit. With the oversized suit. And I was, like, I, was like, I was like, this is what y'all doing to me. I was like, I'm not even the biggest Batman stand on the planet, but I was like, I I, I get I get the love yeah. for the character. But I, I remember it. what you said on the podcast. You said that the people that dressed him needed to be, be fired. Need to be drugged <laughs> into the street. Need to be fired. And as they're walking out the building, drugged into the street and beat. Yeah. And it was like, now nah, you can go home because I was like, I was like, he looks so bad. I was like, this suit don't look right. And I I get it that they were like I said they were trying to recreate that that one picture from the comic where he's standing next to Selena Kyle and when he's actually like being Bruce Wayne he's as a socialite and he's dating her and you know she's a socialite at the time too um you know so a social climber anyway and I was like okay yeah they they were trying to recreate the picture okay I get it but that suit looks so bad it, it looks so bad on him and I was like it, I was it, like who let him who saw him put this on it was like bro you look great you look fabulous get out there and knock him dead kid no no. Yeah. He almost knocked his career dead. His suit was at the cleaners still, and somebody picked up the wrong bag. 
they had to. And he had no choice but to put on that suit and go out. That was Shaq's suit. Yeah, it looked he, he like put on, he put on Shaquille O'Neal's suit. It looked like, and then, yeah, but and hit the red carpet. But that 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 was absolutely wrong. He knocked it out of the yeah, park. He did. He did a great job. That the direction of the movie knocked it out of the park. Oh, what's the dude's name that played the Riddler? I always forget his name. I should have wrote it down. That's one of the things in my notes I didn't write down. I forgot his name, but as the Riddler, he was fantastic. I still like uh, Jim Carrey's version of the Riddler. But now I, I now I can separate the two because the tone of this movie would not serve with Jim Carrey's version. No. It would have been way out of place. Yeah. This version of the Riddler fits the tone of this movie That's perfectly. Could be the same thing would could be said for uh, Danny DeVito's uh, Penguin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wouldn't fit the tone. Everybody in the Batman was good. Yeah. Everybody. The one person, and I know I, I shouldn't be saying that I want her in in anything, but the, with the tone of this movie and all of these things are now supposed to be canon and they're all melding together because the Batman is going to get a part two and it looks like their DC is going to keep that intact the way it is. They're not going to piece so, mill it out. On, so are you are you inferring now just this, this between you and I are you inferring that James Gunn may be using Robert Pattinson Yes, they, they've already said that that's what they're going to do. Wow. They're going to they're going to keep this Batman intact the way it is. They're not going to change. It. Okay. He's already said that. He's like he doesn't want to mess this. He doesn't want to change that because it actually fits. It was actually successful. Yeah, it was successful, but they it actually fits what he wants as far as the tone of the yeah DC. new yeah it, young. It, it's different and just everybody's started. Yeah. yeah, everybody's just getting started. So good. So that means Joaquin Phoenix is out. No, I think Joaquin Phoenix yeah, is going to... I think they're going to keep... As as far as the DCU, I think the Joker is going to be in its own little satellite. Man. It, it, that's not going to... Going to the, it was all right. Oh, man. I wasn't it was all right. Joint, I, did, I, it, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. The only part was, I liked right. was at the end when he killed... When, hold on. Uh, Robert De Niro was yeah, in that Yeah, he shot Robert De Niro yeah. in the face on, on live TV. <laughs> only um, part I liked about that movie. Yeah, but what I was saying was, as far as the tone of this movie, the one person that I would want them to pull into it from outside is Jada Pinkett Smith, because her her Fish Mooney from Fish Gotham Mooney. fits yeah. that Fish Mooney, and I I should not <laughs> be trying Mooney. with everything I heard with with what she did to <laughs> Will and what she's still doing to Will, I I shouldn't be bigging her up, but. Fish as far as doing the properties and making the movies and making the the DCU universe as good as you can possibly make it, her as Fish Mooney as a gangster in this Gotham fits. Yeah, I would say because I think do they, it. I, they only created her character for it? Gotham. Yeah, for that show. And I was like, and I would say yeah. use it. It yeah, doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't have to use be. It it, it, she doesn't have to be a character from the comic. It can just be somebody for the, from the show. Yeah. For the movie to help set the tone of the movie, but she would definitely fit. Yeah, her her gangster will fit this entire new universe of Batman with Robert Pattinson as as Batman. It would it it fits all of that. So I would say use them. I mean, hell, Barry Keegan is going to play the Joker. It looks like in in that in that universe, yeah. which is it fits. Now I would have said if it wasn't going to be Barry Keegan, I would have said have the dude from Gotham that was you know the young dude then. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, kind of. What's his name? Isn't his last name Scarsgard? No, no, not not uh, not Scarsgard. It was uh, Monahan. 
Is it? Yeah. The guy that played in uh, the Joker and uh, Gotham? Gotham? Yeah. Yeah, his last name, Monaghan. I always forget his name. Don't don't give me the line. Because the, I did, Gotham went off the rails to me by the time they got to the end of it. I loved him. I loved his character. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't I didn't think they were bad. Or, it's just, yeah. But if it wasn't gonna be Barry Keegan, I'm like, get him. Because that would have also fit. But you already got Barry Keegan, so go with that. So and you that's say right. your, your top three. Mm-hmm. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The Batman, Bullet Train. One, two, three. All right. And I was the Woman King, Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. and Ambulance. If you have not seen any of those movies. Absolutely watch them. Yeah, you got to watch them. Those movies were great. They were fantastic. All right. We got two more topics. Actually, yeah, we got two more. So what was your biggest, we don't say biggest, no, we're going to do it now. What was your biggest disappointment? For the year. Oh, come on, I know I already mentioned it. All right. First of all, let me explain to you. Thor okay, okay, let's see. Look, I, always I thought it, I had two in mind that you were gonna say. Okay. They're just for you. I thought it was either gonna be Thor Love and Thunder okay. or Nope. Oh my goodness, let's not talk about Nope. I thought Nope was really is a really good psychological horror film. Nope was better than Thor Love and Thunder. Well, that's not saying much. Even though I was okay with Thor Love and Thunder. I didn't hate it, I didn't I didn't hate I didn't shit nope. on it. I just was like, I'm glad I didn't go to the theater and spend my money on it. Like, watching it at home, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, was fine. Like, you know what I'm saying, I catch it on a streaming site, then yeah, <clears throat> I could sit back and watch Nope. I can watch Nope again because the actors in it, they did a fantastic job. Even the story was good. It was just that the, the alien ship was a little out there. I don't know what it was. Was it an alien? Was it a monster? Was it? You know what I'm saying? How did it get killed by a balloon? Like a balloon got caught up in his throat and killed it. I, yeah, the movie was off. And who, who, who was that? That was, was that, that? That was that M. Night Shalaman, was it? What, it did? Nope. Yeah. No. That was, no, that was uh, a pill. Jordan yeah. Peele. Sure That's did. why you thought I like, because I don't feel him. Jordan Peele was odd to me, bro. No, we just, we talked about the movie and the way you talked about it. And when we discussed it after we both saw Anything it, Anything you like, mentioned Jordan Peele, I'm going to just look at you like, Oh, you, 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 all right, man. It's good. Jordan Peele is crazy. You got to remember, Jordan Peele is a big fan of Hitchcock and, you know, uh, or the, the Twilight Zone and, you know, the Outer Limits. So when he starts talking about horror and you know he's going to do a horror film, you got to remember that's his vein of thinking. That's how he's going to think when he yeah. approaches things. He, he, he missed the gargoyle on the, on the wing. Yeah. I mean, so you got to, <laughs> you got to, you got to remember going into it that, that that's his style. And yeah. I'm okay with it because if that's his style, it's like, okay, then I know what to expect. Right. If you go into it thinking it's going to, if you go into a Jordan Peele movie thinking you're going to get, um, what was what was the damn movie that we both saw? Like either Insidious or. Well, no, the one with the militia. Yeah, uh, yeah. Malignant. Ma- ma- malignant. If you think you're going to get malignant, you're not. You're going to get something more Hitchcockian. You're going to get something more toward outer limits. You know, something he, make you think a little more. Yeah, man, something you think a little yeah. more. Maybe you know something out of the very much out of the ordinary. Right. But look, I get it. So no, nope, would not have been a disappointment. So it's definitely Thor, Love, and Thunder. <laughs> I, I I look. look I man, said it was going to be one of the two. Look, I'm not surprised. Man, when when Thor. Was in his little yoga phase and pulled Stormbreaker out the ground and brushed the roots off and hopped on Stormbreaker like a broom and flew off into the into the, the vast distance. I was like, "What is this guy doing to Thor? This is crazy." What's the difference between that and him swinging the hammer and the hammer picking him up and carrying him off? What's the difference? What's the difference? I mean, you 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 you're getting used to him flying with the hammer, swing the hammer, and he flies. That's what 
I grew up on watching him fly across the cosmos with the hammer out front and the rainbow bridge in the back. I seen that. That's what I grew up on. That's what all the other movies were based on. And then here, he literally had on like some braids in his hair. Storm ha Stormbreaker had roots growing from it. It was like dust flying off of it. And he well, you got, you got moved his cake back and sat on top of it like a witch. I understand the roots on the end of Stormbreaker, sure, considering that the considering that the handle was part of group. group so I, I get it. It's a whole tree growing. Man, that dude, man. I, don't know I mean, don't get. I mean, don't get me wrong. His 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 use of the Guardians of the Galaxy when when what was that Endgame went off and Thor was leaving with the Guardians. I had such high hopes for the new Thor movie because I knew it was gonna feature the Guardians of the Galaxy. I did. I, I didn't, and I told you that before before the movie came out. I was like, he ain't, he ain't, I was like this is a Thor movie. They are not going to be, and they, I knew that we knew that they were going to have their movie after it. I was like, he ain't, they ain't going to be in this movie. Well, see, what, what's odd because Valkyrie became one of the Guardians. Yeah. In the comics, he was rolling with them was, thick. Yeah, for a while. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, we're just watching the Guardians in there and how idiotic Thor's character was, it just really bothered me. Because, like I said, I you know Thor is that type of guy. He's when he Thor show up on the scene and lightning streak across the sky and thunder rolls. You know somebody's in trouble. But this version of Thor, when he show up, it's like, oh, it's time to laugh. Uh, he's about to do something funny, and it just wasn't funny. Like everything just ain't funny. To I me, think that was to me the the biggest disconnect for the movie for most people. Which I got it. Don't 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 say uh, Jane Foster. No. Okay. Cool. I, I was feeling that. I was okay with Jane Foster. Yeah, I was cool with that. The biggest disconnect for the movie, I think, with most people, and I, and I, you can probably and you'll probably back me up on this. Maybe you won't. But I think the biggest disconnect was the the focus of the movie was the fact that he's working through loss, working through trauma and loss. Because if you look at Thor from the first movie up until the end of Thor: Love and Thunder, he has lost one thing after another. He lost his he lost his brother. Then the next thing you know he lost his father. Next thing you know he lost his mother. Mother gets killed basically in front of him. Then he loses Asgard. He loses an eye. He loses half the, Yeah, he loses Monir. He loses half the universe because Thanos wins at, at first. He finally cuts off the guy's head, but it doesn't give him any catharsis. He blames himself because yeah, I sunk this axe into his chest, but he still got the snap of it, right? So he feels that that's kind of his fault. Everything in Thor and pretty much everything in Phase Four of the MCU, and I've said this before, everything is about everybody trying to work through all the loss that they've had. They all had each other from the first Avengers film. Yeah, they were all doing their own things leading up to the first Avengers film, but by the time the first Avengers film exits and it's done, this is now their nucleus. This is now their family. This is all they know. This is what we do. We all hang together. We save the world. We go back to the Avengers Tower. We go back to Tony's. A, a big ass tower because it wasn't a technically Avengers Tower yet, but um, and we party and we hang out. This is all they knew. Then the next thing you know, Tony's dead. Now Gamora's dead. Then Black Widow's dead. All these people keep dying around them. The people that they gain are not replacements for them. They're just new pieces, but they aren't close to those pieces. Everybody yeah, is not to mention Steve. Yeah, Steve is gone. He's Steve not, is basically not old. Dead, and, he's, he's, yeah, old he, he, he's not there. Everybody has lost everything. That's all Phase Four is. Yeah. You're introducing Asgard these new kids. Yeah, Asgard is now on Earth. Asgard is gone. Yeah, gone. 
the the planet itself is now gone. No, I, I totally get that Phase Four was about love. Yeah, and I that and that was Thor: Love and Thunder. It was specifically him working through it. Yeah. And I think Taika Waititi went too far. He went too far. Like if he you was... want to work a, a an angle where we're talking about loss, there should have been a couple of moments in the movie where you're just heartbroken. Not just at the end when Jane died. That was heartbreaking. You know what I'm saying? But it should have been more throughout the movie that made you just gravitate toward the character more. His character, Taiki, Taika Waititi's character, just pushed me away. Of course. Further and further and further away to the point where I have had this movie at home since it was initially released on uh, on, on the streaming sites. On, uh, uh, on Disney. Yes, Disney. I had it. I, I, I refused to watch it. It's just sitting there collecting dust. I can say this, even after, even though I say I'm okay with the movie, I didn't say I hate. I don't hate it. It's in all honesty, hundred percent, all, all the chips on the table. Number one, it's the worst of the Thor movies by far. It's the worst of the Thor movies. Is it the worst of the MCU movies? No, because that spot is still held held by that damn Iron Man. I, don't know, I like Iron Man. <laughs> No, uh, no, Ben Kingsley. No, no, ben Kingsley no. was good. <laughs> I, I'm not even Trevor mad. Slattery. I'm not even mad at the Ben Kingsley, and I actually hope they do pull the trigger on. Uh, they were talking about Trevor Slattery getting his own series, and they're actually going to talk about Ben Kingsley as that character, mm. and they're going to redo the actual Mandarin, where they say, "Well, yeah, it's like the Mandarin is real, and he was portraying what he thought the Mandarin was because he's heard stories about." It. But they're going to redo the Mandarin properly going forward. So I hope they actually do pull the trigger. I wasn't even mad at that because I understood that. My problem with that was they changed that into him. If that would have just been the Mandarin. I don't want the Mandarin to be the guy with the ten rings and magical fighting in this world. I'm not against magic by by no no stretching. No, no fing fang foom. No, no, I don't want no damn fing fang foom. <laughs> I don't want no damn sky, no purple skyscraper-sized dragon in the MCU. Nobody wants this. I don't care what nobody say. Uh, but it, I, I just didn't want them. If they would have just kept it as the Mandarin being this guy, with Ben Kingsley playing the Mandarin as a nickname, and he is this terrorist, and they go up against him, and they he's just a regular human, but he's a terrorist. And right, so he has stark weaponry, and that's how he fights the Avengers. That would have been. Perfect. It wouldn't even be as bad as it was. But once they hit that, it wasn't even the villains. It was just, it was so much all over the place that nothing connected. So the movie was just like, you're just throwing shit against the wall. And even threw a couple Christmas trees in there. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, it's like, you're just throwing shit against the wall. That's why. <laughs> that's, that's why I laughed that it was actually a Christmas movie. Yeah, that's why that one was like, bleh. I was like, I don't even care about this one. I was like, let that shit go. I didn't. Right. So, that one and the first. Uh, the first one because they say it's part of the MCU now. That first Hulk movie, the Hulk, they say the, it's part of the MCU now. Come on up with uh, Ed it, Orton, right? No, the first one with Eric Banner. With Banner, that, oh look, no, look, no. so look, they said, mm-hmm. I, yeah. they have Feige and company has said that that's actually part of the MCU oh, now. Yes. That, yes, I was, I didn't want to, I, I've been fighting that Edward Norton's version Dude, wasn't even the first, was ain't even the first 17 one, 17 feet tall in that movie, man. Yeah, they he said, literally picked up and sat her in the tree like she was nothing. Yeah, it was King, basically King Kong. Yeah, no, he was Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> Whatever. He was Mighty Joe Young. But that they saying that that's part of the MCU now. I was like, I'm not doing it. 
So right. if you want to add that one, that's those are the worst too. So hold on, let's go. Let's get back on topic. Okay. So that was my worst movie. Yeah, Thor, Love, the Love and Thunder. Thunder. Let's not talk about that movie. Ugh. It took me. It took so my biggest disappointment. Biggest disappointment for the year, and I was not expecting it. And literally, right before we started this talk, I was like, "Yeah, that is that was my biggest disappointment." Halloween ends. <laughs> Halloween ends. <laughs> oh my! Goodness. Hurt my feelings. I that was just such a disappointing end to the newest trilogy of Halloween movies. It was a disappointing end to. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character because now they're going to reboot the movie but they're not going to tell it with Laurie Strode. It, there will be no Laurie Strode going forward. It was a disappointing end to quote unquote Michael even though it's not going to be the end of it. Yeah. It was just so bad. Yeah, we got, uh, we got I didn't, decrepit Michael in this one. It, it's not even that the fact that he was decrepit. If you're, gonna, if you're telling me that this is a continuation of the last movie which is a continuation of the first movie because this is a trilogy and all these things happen back to back to back to back to back. There's really no time, even though it's, you know, the movies come out, you know, years apart. In the, if the narrative is you're telling me all these things happen one year, the next year, then the next year, and there's no time breaks. And I'm supposed to suspend belief and believe that. Okay, fine. Because Michael gets beat up, he gets burned up, he gets shot, he gets, so he's supposed to be a little, little ragged, right? Okay, fine. I'll let that part go. We don't see Michael Myers in this movie until hour into it and he's basically playing puppet master to old boy yeah. and old boy is basically killing in his name and in his image but doing a very shitty job at it it was nothing in this movie connected to the grander universe of all the movies going back to when i was a kid it did not connect to the other two movies in the part of this trilogy yeah that was uh there was only one other mm, halloween I could be wrong. I think it was the Resurrection. That's the one with uh, Buster Rhymes. Resurrection, Resurrection was better than this. Well, no, no. What I'm saying is this little little dude in uh, this Halloween ends went down there in the sewer system and kicked Michael Myers' butt. Took knife from him. Called him all kind of names. And that was better than this. And left out. Now now he on the same pedestal with Buster Rhymes because Buster Rhymes beat up Michael Myers. So I was always happy that Buster Rhymes beat up Michael Myers in uh, Halloween Resurrection. Because I'll never forget that famous line. Hey, yo, Michael Myers. This ain't over, bitch. You know? <laughs> yo, I love that. Well, now we got this little dude. He going to sewers and, and beat up Michael Myers. I wasn't feeling that, man. I just, I, nah. That was a disappointing movie. That really was. And then the way they disposed of Michael. Like, like you ain't you thought of this in, before? You put him in a wood chipper? In a, yeah, in a car crush. It was a car crush? Yeah. yeah. just turned him into jello, huh? Like you like we 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 didn't figure this over the last 40, 50 years. Really? You ain't thought this already. Oh, we ain't done this already. We done, we done burned him. The Halloween movies have, have bothered me for a while because I know that Halloween, the the, the ideal of Halloween, the movie, mm-hmm. came out before Friday the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Michael Myers existed before Jason did. So Jason was the carbon copy of Michael Myers. However, Jason he elevated his game. The writers of Jason turned him into a straight-up zombie. You knew that Jason was unstoppable. You could shoot him. You can burn him. You could chop him. He was going to keep coming. He was a zombie. Michael has always been... The incarnate of evil, supposedly. Human. Yeah. 
and the incarnation of evil. So, like, you stab him, burn him, he falls down, he gets hurt. And but and that was my thing. It's watching Halloween ends. It wasn't a you didn't have Michael Myers being Michael Myers. You had him literally being this almost like a controlling specter. Like he's not actually there. He's just a ghost who inhabits the body of whatever the, the character, the, the, the guy's name is. That's how much I hate this movie. I don't even remember nobody's name. Um, he's inhabiting this guy in order to carry out his murders in his name. And it's like the dude even went to the, you even had this guy go, this character go to the extreme of putting on one of Michael's jumpsuits to look like him. Mm-hmm. Then going to find a mask because it's not Michael's mask to look like him to do all these things to murder these kids with the do with the, with the with the truck and all this other stuff. You went through the extreme to do all this, and then what happened? He gets bested in the he gets bested in the, he doesn't even get he doesn't even get killed. He kills himself. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? He did commit suicide, didn't he? He stabbed himself in the throat when he yeah. heard the cops coming. Yeah, I was he, like, yeah, I'm like, you went through this extreme to try to make this dude into a massive threat, and then you had him commit suicide when he's about to get caught. Congratulations, you just turned Michael Myers into a bitch. You, you actually, you, you did worse than turning him into a bitch. You turned him into a non-threat. You took 30, 40 years of storytelling and building up. And this whole thing of him chasing down who is his sister that, you know, that they we've all figured it out. This is his, that Lori is his sister. Um, You did all that, you took all that and you just threw all that out the window. You threw it all out the window to turn Michael into a puppet master. Then this ain't Halloween. No, it wasn't. It was terrible. Do something else. Come up with a different name. Don't, remember we talked yeah, about it this. It was not very suspenseful. You t- remember we talked about this with um with GI Joe last year. Yeah. There was no point in you paying all this money and going to the extreme of paying all this money to get a name, a trademark name, which you have to pay a ton of money for, to not do the, the movie, the that, movie you that that the, that you paying for the name. Mm-hmm. What was the point? Yeah. Don't don't do a Halloween movie, but Michael is not the main villain in the movie. What was that? Was then what was the point of him being a little raggedy dude that got that? Committed suicide at the end because Laurie Stroll kicked his butt. And that's and I, I sat there and watched this movie and I was like, "This is not Halloween. What is this?" I hated that movie so. They could have called that movie much. All Hallows' Eve. Yeah, I, something, oh, no, they anything. Called, they could have called it Devil's Night. <laughs> I, I would have. T- I would have taken Devil's Night. It would have been Devil's Night if they yeah. called if they called it Devil's Night or All Hallows' Eve <laughs> or whatever. Didn't call it whatever they wanted to. Just don't call it Halloween. Yeah. Because there is no Michael Myers. Michael Myers is not even a threat. So he's not, he's not even in the movie. He was so I was like, yeah, that was that was the absolute most. Oh, God, I hated that movie. Uh, that movie is so bad. Uh, one more topic. One more thing. Moving on. All right. What, what we working with? Last one. Uh, actually, last two. We can do the last two real quick. All right. What was your favorite video game this year? All right. So as you know, I just picked up the uh, PlayStation 5 about, so I haven't really been playing video games because my schedule doesn't allow me to play too much. Uh, I picked up a couple of games. I picked up uh, Thor Ragnarok. I picked up Elden Ring. Um, what else did I pick up? Uh, Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up that WWE game. Yeah. 
know I picked up a handful of albums on Quarry. Um, picked up quite a few games. But I say that to say this. A lot of those games are still sitting in plastic. <laughs> like, literally, I, I was in, uh, in um, GameStop the other day. I was getting ready to buy Midnight Sun because it just dropped. And I was really anticipating getting that game. So I'm, like, really excited about it. And do, you do you remember how many games you got at home that you ain't even touched? It was no, like, ah, I think I better wait. It was $70. Are you shitting me? It was $70. So I was like, I'm not getting that right now. So I ended up picking up uh, Gotham Knights. I picked up Gotham Knights. Okay. And Gotham Knights is still in plastic. So to narrow this down, okay, because. It can't be your favorite if you ain't played it. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> My favorite game that I played this year was by far uh, Cyberpunk. Well, Cyberpunk is not from this year. It came out in 20, uh, yeah. 2020. Yeah, yeah. All right, so the favorite game that I played this year, which I'm actively playing right now and, and really enthralled with, is uh, God of War Ragnarok. I freaking love it. I can't wait to get on and play it right now. <laughs> and you know what? And we are in agreement. Now, I, God of War Ragnarok surprised the hell out of me because we're coming off of, um, what was the last one? The Hollow? Was that the last one? No, it was just God of War. No, it was just God of War. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So I played a little bit of that and didn't really get into it. I played like twenty minutes of it, hanging out with my hanging out with my brother over his house. And I I was like, all right, I, I'll get around to it. And then because you know I'm I'm enthralled with what's tied for my favorite game, which is Destiny Two. Destiny. Destiny. <laughs> I'm I'm on Destiny every. I'm on Destiny Two every day. Four or five hours at a time, take a break, go get a sandwich, take a nap, get up, go right back to Destiny if I ain't playing with the kids. Um, yeah, but God of War, Ragnarok, I was so, I'm so enthralled with it. It, it It's to the point where I bought it, it was on PlayStation 4, and I got it uh, secondhand. And I was like, I'm, I love the game so much, I am about to go buy a PS5 and buy it on PS5. Just so, because I know it's going to be better graphics. Yeah, but you also got to get the first one. You got to finish the first one. I I will, but it's like, I don't, I, I, I will eventually, but I don't care. Because oh, yeah. Ragnarok is just that good. Well, the reason why it's I just say, that that much fun. The reason why I say you got to finish the first one is because the story of Le Ragnarok hinges off okay. what took place okay. in the first one. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. I'll, I'll go get it. And when I get PS, when I get PS5, I'll, I'll get both. But we need to revisit this conversation in another month or so. Because by then, I've been opening up that uh, Midnight Suns, and uh, well, I'm going to pick up Midnight Suns. It's definitely, it's calling me big time. I'm hearing, I'm hearing great things. I totally, I, I, I'm sorry, and that this is on me. Because I, re, I reported about it, that the game was coming. I totally forgot that it was coming out. Yeah, it's out. It just came out like a, a week or two, two of It came out just before Christmas. So I got two, I got two games I have to get. I have to get Midnight Suns and that new Street Fighter. It looks like it's going to drop in July, May or July, and I got to get that next year. I'm so on that. I'm on that. I definitely got to get. I definitely got to get that one. So soon they drop another Tekken. I, I never got into Tekken. Tekken was Tekken to me was too much like um, what's the other game series? Tekken was too much like Virtual Fighter. No, nah, not Virtual Fighter. DOA. Nope. Even though even though DOA was okay. I'm never. I'm never getting into DOA either. Tekken was too much like the hell is the name of it? Not bloody roar either. I can't remember the name of it. I'm, I'm getting old because it because it, matter of fact it came out right around the same time as DOA. They had one of the one of the dudes was 
fire and another dude was ice and then it was a dragon. Whatever. I'll, I'll think of it later. <laughs> but it was too much. They were too much alike. And Immortal I champions or something like that. Yeah, something, something crazy like that. But the, the controls were too much like, you know, I had gotten into Street Fighter long before I had ever tried Tekken. And I was so used to the Street Fighter controls. I was yeah. like, ah, I can't get Tekken. So it is what it is. I mean, it's not a bad. I've played it at the arcade and I'm, I, I like it enough. Okay, um, so you got one more topic. One so more. So what was your biggest that? surprise? Good or bad? Your biggest surprise for the year? Because you gave me my biggest surprise for the year. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right, well, so you go first. Then. Okay, so my biggest surprise for the year, and I mentioned it earlier, was the bubble. Ah. I did not I did not know I was going to laugh that hard at a spoof. <laughs> I have not. There are very few movies where I actually laugh out loud. I laugh so I had tears in my eyes. I was laughing so... <laughs> so damn much at that movie and you told me you was like you you if you watch it you're gonna hate jurassic jurassic, Dra- jurassic world dominion <laughs> i was like why would i hate jurassic world dominion because i watched a spoof and then i watched it and i was like okay i get why you i get why you said it i get why you said it but the movie itself just take out the fact that it does really connect to jurassic world dominion as a spoof and as a Almost, almost like a mockumentary of it. It was just so hysterically, it was out there, and it's one of those things where I know Karen Gillan, mm-hmm. I know everybody in this movie: Pedro Pascal, David Duchovny, and all these other people. Star-studded cast. If you've never seen the movie, please watch this movie. The bubble. Watch the bubble. Look at the cast list first. That will tell you you need to watch this movie. Everybody in this movie is phenomenally funny. Most of these people aren't known for comedy, right? Pedro Pascal is not known for comedy, but he's fucking hysterical. Karen Gillan, even though she's done comedic things, she's not really known for comedy. She's known for sci-fi. She's from Doctor Who, and you know she's Nebula, and she's done all these things, right? She's done music videos, right? Uh, and she's known for more straight stuff, right? Dramas and, you know, sci-fi. But it, it fits her, her real-life personality. Yeah, it fits her to a damn T. It, it's so... It, it, it's one of those movies that sneak up on you. And that and that, and that's why it was such a surprise. Because when you described it, I was like, this sounds really stupid. But it'll probably be okay. Right? So I'll watch it and I'll, I'll get some chuckles. No. I laughed so hard. My sides hurt. I had tears in my eyes. I... I, I just watched it again Monday. Just, right? <laughs> I had nothing else to do. The kids were taking a nap. The wife was out hanging, you know, you know, hanging with her friends, getting their nails done, spotted, whatever the hell she was doing. And I was like, I ain't got nothing else to do. Well, I can fold up this laundry and let's see what else I can watch real quick. Oh, that's right. The bubbles on here. I'll watch this shit again. I laughed as hard watching it Monday as I did the first time I watched it. It was such, it, it was one of those movies. It's one of those comedies, even though it's, I don't, it's not listed as a comedy. It's literally listed. It's just listed as a <laughs> as a movie. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a movie. But it's one of those movies where you you don't know it's coming. You do not know what the joke's going to be, and then it hits you, and you just bust out laughing. I did just phenomenal. It's just a complete surprise, and I love the fact. Thank you very much for recommending it to me. But it was just out of nowhere. Great goddamn movie. <laughs> I love that movie. So what is, if you can think of something that's like your biggest All surprise, right, so good or bad, it doesn't have to be good. 
Thor surprised the shit out of me. <laughs> wow, did that movie get me? I was I was so in, anticipating that movie. I bought that movie. I bought the tickets for that movie like almost a month and a half in advance. I was so excited about that movie. Um, so a uh, biggest surprise for me that was probably good. Um, so as of lately, matter of fact, since since August, mm-hmm. I've been watching One Piece. I think I told you that. And so that really is taking up all of my time. I'm gonna tell you the same thing I tell everybody that that, that gets into One Piece. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry because it is a lot of episodes it and it's a lot to take in. And it's good. It is really good. It's like got me captivated. I am like so um, stuck on this character. Uh, Straw Hat Luffy just got me. And then they just came up with the movie. But if I had to tell you the biggest surprise that I received, it would come in the form of uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, Super Superhero. Really? That would surprise me. Because I heard a lot of bad things about that movie before I went in. From the graphics, uh, everything. But when I seen the movie, I'm talking about 10 minutes into it, I was I was bugging. I've been waiting for this movie to stream. It is not streaming. I've seen bootleg versions of it. I refuse to watch them. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this movie is really good. I never heard anything bad about it. Everything I, everything I heard about it the is... The animation. People, they crapped on the animation. Really? Yeah, but it's canon. It's, I've it's, seen it's I've seen worse animation in anime movies. It, it, it was animated to look like almost like the video game. Yeah, but that's okay though. It's, it's like it's not like we've never seen it before. This is it's not new. It worked itself out. Literally, the movie just it pulled me right in. Now, okay, maybe I'm biased. I'm a big Dragon Ball Z fan, but I mean, Goku and Vegeta really weren't even in, in this movie. They like they made cameos, yeah. but this movie was really. Focused around uh, Piccolo uh, and Pan. Yeah. It's a decent flick. I mean, when, for me, when it comes to anime and they having movies for them, which is usually just some long drawn out section of a of a, a part of the main continuity of a story, so they don't have that filler episodes, even though you still wind up with fucking filler episodes. I don't expect much from the movies. I never look at the movies as like. Movie, this movie got a hit, or the, or the series is trash. It was like, no, I, I expect it to be a halfway decent story. I don't particularly care about the animation because it's like I'm going back to watch the series, so I don't care about. It. Just give me the story so I can know what's going to happen coming down the pipe. So, to me, when I watched it, it was like, hey, yo, this is this is dope. This is dope. I didn't get as much enjoyment, and I didn't get as hype for that Dragon Ball Super Superhero as I did with uh, Demon Slayer Mugen Train. Now, yeah. now Moving Train was like, I was like, yo, yo I was so, like, what is, what's, what is y'all doing here? I was yeah, like, y'all was giving good. me something. So I'm actually waiting to see what they're gonna do with the next part of that. They, they gotta drop some more of that. Yeah, it looks, it looks like we're gonna have to wait. Um, I gotta double check the schedule, but it looks like it's gonna be probably not till spring. But I do have an honorable mention for being surprised this year. That's um, the English. The English took me by surprise. I was not expecting that to be as captivating as that was. I, I can't say it was a surprise to me because I'm you know, I like Westerns. So it's if it's a good Western, it's not really a surprise to me. Because I know how good Westerns I can be. I haven't seen a good Western. They, even when they did uh The Harder They Fall. Now you love that movie. Yeah, I love it. But it it was like it was okay to me. It was just okay. The English, that was a wake up call. Yo, you put a good Western together, and these yeah. go rough. Yeah, mad brutal. They go hard. I, I, 
it, it makes me say that I could live in any time period except the wild, wild west. Oh, bro, look. It, so, you know, I like westerns, but I'm also, I'm also, I'm a history nut. I like to read about points in history and stuff. If you read through the West uh, about everything that happened with what they call the Wild Wild West and that whole the gold rush and people with the Western expansion of the United States and taking over the territory of of the indigenous and um, and over what used to be Mexico because a large chunk of what is now the Western United States was it wasn't just Texas a large chunk of the, of what we call the Western United States was Mexico Mexico it was Mexico and that, and that's just what it was right and they didn't mix. I mean, yeah, they, they have similarities. That's why I laugh at Trump, because he built the wall. I mean, granted, he's the president, so I don't, you know, totally sit on the man, but he built a wall to keep people out who were here first. Yeah, really. That was, it's like, it's like, like you forgot where you were. Yeah, okay, it's cool, bro. It's cool. I'm not going to argue with you. Do you? Do you? <laughs> right, I ain't going to argue with you. I ain't going to argue with you. Do you? But, um, yeah, when you, when you read through history and you realize everything that happened to the indigenous people, what happened to... Um, freed slaves that went west and had to deal with the same things along right alongside the indigenous and Chinese immigrants at that time with the expansion out west and with railroads and everything that the United States government did and all the back dealings and all that bro when you start reading through the I read you like oh I get why it was the wild wild west motherfucker there was no rules out here no rules people was doing whatever the hell they wanted to yeah. the only rule was is you faster on the draw than I am because if I shoot you, it's my word against your dead body. That's all there is. And it's like, well. We end up catching old girl husband, strung him up, and then went on her farm and stole all her cattle. And said, they're mine now. That. There was nothing she could do about it. Walk away. <laughs> if you like, okay, so you're not really in the Western. If you like that one, my, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if I want to say it's my all-time favorite. But my absolute, I would say it's at least in my top three. There's a Western called Open Range. Right? Robert Duvall, um, Kevin Costner. Uh, I'm trying to remember the dude's name. He was in And. He's just I may in, have seen it. Yeah, he was just in Andor. I may have seen it. The dude that plays Andor, Cassie and Andor. Uh-huh. He's in that one. He's in this. And he's young. He's real young. And the dude, uh, the dude that played Kubiak and Parker Lewis can't lose. Big dude, right? He plays. He plays. Um, uh, his name is Moses in the movie. I always forget his real name, but he's in this movie, and they get screwed over, and Moses get killed, and the dude that plays Cassie and Andor gets beat up, and then Kevin Costner's like, "Up, oh, all right, cool, my turn, my turn, <laughs> bro." When I say that they, it's a, it's a, I would say seventy percent of that movie is a shootout. Yeah. All right, it, it's literally like, all right, guns are blazing, let's go. Right? It, it, Kevin Costner ain't no joke. You put him in something, you know it's going to make money. And and to me, it, as far as Westerns go, that's what made the movie. It was his It was his role because he was what everybody considers an old-style old cowboy, regardless of if it's black, white, or Mexican. Because it wasn't just white guys being cowboys out there. It was black guys and Mexicans and Chinese. Mm-hmm. If everybody's out there had it was two gun, two gunning. Right? Um his character is very straight laced, very stoic because he has. You can tell there's a past to him that he's trying his best to stay the hell away from. He doesn't want to go that way, and there are points in the movie where he he doesn't flip out, but he gets almost like PTSD, and you see him snap, 
right? And it's like, damn, what the hell happened to you? It, it makes the movie that much more uh, interesting. Fantastic movie. Open Range is a fantastic movie. And it's newer, but there are better Westerns. I have to check it out. If I haven't seen it yet, you know, I see a lot of stuff, but um, normally I remember stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the title sounds amazing. Yeah. The title sounds very good to remember. But yeah, it's it's a it's a lot of good westerns. But yeah, that's all the topics. I'm so glad you stopped by to get through it. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go back and watch a bunch of these movies again. Again, but when you when you're ready to have that conversation again, another another two months or so about video games, I've been then brushed up and took the plastic off a few of them. <laughs> I got, I got them. I, I am ashamed to say I have, I I have, I bought Final Fantasy. Look, you know what I want you to do? I want you to copy that Midnight Sun. Cop Midnight Suns. I'm gonna cop it, and we are gonna see what what we think about it. Okay, that's cool. Cause that cause that's that's on the list. That one, that Street Fighter. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna get a PS5 and get the um, you know, get Ragnarok. get Bo, get Ragnarok, and I, I guess I just play the one right before it so I can get the whole story. Get Everybody the whole story. About the story. Elden Ring. I I can't do it. I tried to play it. I played Elden Ring for maybe an hour or so. I'm already playing Destiny. I can't get into another open world type of. Game because Destiny takes up way too much. I don't of that. think the Dark Souls type games. I mean, think about it with your schedule, yeah, and my schedule. The, the type of uh, individuals we are, we're we're busy individuals. Mm. When I sit down to play a video game, I don't want to keep dying every thirty five seconds. I want to be able to explore a little bit. And I'm okay with get the, around. I'm okay with the dying. I don't want it to be easy. No, I don't want it to be super easy, but I don't want to get you know one hitter quitters and I got to. Restart with all my valuables and stuff, and, and keep on. No, if I can, if if I don't have to lose my stuff, then that's fine. Oh, I no, don't. No, you, you lose your stuff. I ain't got no time for that. See, that's <laughs> nah. See, I don't want it. Like, thank you, you thank you, thank you very much for saving me some money. I am. I'm not buying all that. Nah, uh, if, nah fuck but, all that. But visually, the game is stunning. The game is amazing visually, but just just the gameplay, man. It's, it's the Dark Souls type of game, and people play those games. I mean, my grandson, he's only. 10 years old, 11, he goes through it like a champion. Make me look bad. Shit, I just don't have time to, to dedicate that much time to that. Shit, my son is uh, he into uh, Sonic and all those racing. He's into racing games. Kick my ass in all them games. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what's up with these kids. These kids is way <laughs> smart. I had trouble with RC Pro-Am as a kid. These <laughs> these cats up here doing doing Forza 2023. Yeah. Like, oh, this ain't nothing. I got this. Just shifting up and down. I got all this. I'm like, I'm like motherfucker can't even drink. I struggle with excitement. Uh, yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm up here struggling on Nintendo. I can't. I still ain't beat Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on on NES. These dudes up here whipping whipping it good and whipping right. it right. I'm like, all right, cool. It is what it is. Uh, thank you very much for stopping by, bro. Anytime, you know, the vault is always open. Uh, you guys hang out. I'll take a break when we come back. It'll be the last call. Willie, catch you later. My man. Good luck. So here we go, the last, last call of the season and of the calendar year. I want to thank you all very much for rocking with me for all of 2022 and for all this season. I say it every episode and I mean it every single time I say it. I don't care if it's one, five, ten, a hundred or a thousand of you. I am truly grateful for every single person that takes out their time out of their busy schedule to listen to this pokey little podcast and to just let me rant and rave about all the things I love 
um and i appreciate every single one of you I, I truly truly do um i was going to do a weekend watch list but i'm not going to why because it's the new year i want you to get out there and get started on that fitness journey or you know get started on you know getting back in shape and you know changing your life and get get started on getting that business going get started on finishing that book and finishing that script or whatever your heart's desire it's a new year it'll be a new year in a, in, a, in a day or so and i want you to just get started on doing the things you love don't just listen to me do what i love but get out there and do the things you love you never know next thing i know you'll be famous and maybe i could interview you for the podcast you never know i would very much enjoy that i love talking to uh, the few people i do get to talk to that is involved in this pro in, uh, involved in this process um it's always a joy to bring these episodes to you whenever i do them um but knowing that um what's coming down the pike i want to I- expand on everything that i am aiming to do when we come back firstly it's going to be a long layoff there will be no episodes in january and there probably won't be any episodes in february i'm aiming to do one in february at least or at least keep you updated as the process goes along because this is going to be a very big process because what's going to happen is this podcast is not going to just be on you know all voice and on wherever you can stream it on like uh anchor fm or apple Podcasts or spotify places like that but we're going to be on youtube there's going to be a lot more episodes on youtube because i have a youtube channel that i'm trying to grow i get good responses on there and i get to interact with people and i want to interact more with folks it makes the podcast a hell of a lot more fun for me to do so i want to get more into youtube and that's the natural progression of this you get to see me more i know i talked about that on the hundredth episode but here we go it's actually going to happen now and i've been i've beat around the bush I've, I've i've done a lot behind the scenes to try to dissuade myself from doing it but honestly i want to do it and i'm just going to drop the pretense and you know drop the fear of me being in front of a camera <laughs> we're going to get out there and we're going to do it and uh, i hope you all come over to the come over to the channel i will let you know what the name of the channel is because i'm going to change the name of my channel before we get to it it'll still be the same but it'll still be similar to what we have now but it's going to change and you'll get all that ahead of time long before we actually uh launch it um but there are other little things to me they're big things but there are the little things outside of the podcast that i'm going to be doing that i want you to look out for i'm going to start making music again i was a musician for a long time i wrote music for people i produced music for people it was something that i was very much into so I am going to go back to doing it because it is a passion of mine. I don't do it just to make money. I do it because I actually love music. I'm a big music nut. I'm an audiophile. We've talked about that, (laughs) you know, for a long time on a few episodes. So I'm going to go back to doing music. I have friends who do music and I want to hook up with them and do music. And hopefully you enjoy some of the tunes we pump out. Um, I'm actually also going back to my first love. I love music. And that is the biggest love of my life. But my first love was writing. I love taking the pen to paper and creating stories and just letting my imagination run free. Thanks to my mother. She wanted to beat it into my head uh, about that. And so I am going to work on my first two books and finally finish them. I had started them years ago, but I didn't finish them. And my wife has harped on me for quite some time to stop procrastinating and stop worrying so much about um you know it being perfect and just to 
finish it. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm actually almost done with the first one. And I actually want to be done with the second one so I can get them both uh, off to the uh, to the uh, editor so they can get looked over for grammatical errors and all that other stuff. And then I'll let you know when those are coming out. Hopefully the first one will be out around March and then the next one will be out around June. I don't know exactly yet, but I will let you know ahead of time. And one of the other things that I am going to do is just relax. <laughs> I am going to relax between the YouTube channel and trying to do these uh, two books and getting back into producing music. It's going to be a lot of work I'm going to have to put into this over the next few weeks and maybe the next month or month or two in order to get this to where I want. It. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to look like some of your favorite YouTube channels. It's not going to be that, but it will be genuine. I will be real. Everything you see will be me foibles and all. I am not going to hide anything that goes down. Hell, I might be doing an episode with Will and Marcus. I know you're out there listening. You need to get your butt back in this uh, in this vault and hang out with us. Um, but you, hell, I might be doing an episode and then next thing you know, you'll see one of my kids walk through the frame and start asking me questions. I'm, like I said, I am not going to uh, uh, hide anything. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be genuine because honestly, I don't believe most people nowadays are genuine and I want to be genuine with you just like I want you to be genuine with me. But all that is coming and I will let you know far ahead of time before all of that stuff gets to you because I want you to be engaged and to, and to check all these things out and to love them as much as I love doing them. Uh, but that's down the line for now. This is not goodbye. This is see you later because I don't like saying goodbye because the goodbye is permanent. You never see a person again. I, I have a strict rule in my family. We never say goodbye. We always say, see you later. So this is a see you later. And we will be back as soon as I possibly can with all the new stuff and all the fun stuff. Man, you will know ahead of time when we are coming back. So just stay tuned to this. Uh, if you want to keep in contact with me consistently, obviously the Instagram page is at the underscore tweakwell underscore pod. Um, the YouTube channel right now is called Wolf in Nerd Clothing. Clothing is spelled with a K, or you can just type at the wink, because it is that is the acronym wink. Um, or Twitter at Riddick's Rule at R I D D I C K S R U L E, all one word. And just drop me a message and say, hey, what's going on with this? And I will respond because I respond to every single person that messages me. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to get out of here for now. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the start to your new year. Like I said, get on top of those things that you want to do. Do not hold back. It's not even about making 2023 a year. Let every day be a new beginning to something that you're trying to accomplish. There's no reason for you to be afraid anymore. I promise you, if you put in the effort to get it done, it will get done. It may not be perfect, but it doesn't need to be perfect to get done. So until next time, I love you all. Take care of yourself, please. Will you out there partying tomorrow? Don't drink and drive. Please don't do that. It is silly. I don't want none of you to get hurt. And I don't want you to hurt somebody else. But for my producer, Nikki Rev, for Will, thank you very much for coming by and uh, sitting at the bar with me and having our conversation. Always a pleasure. But for those two, for everybody at the vault, for me, for 2022 going out the door and 2023 coming in, we will end this episode the same way we end every episode. And I mean it humbly. God bless. I love you. And peace. See you soon. You're listening to the Tweakwell Podcast.